listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of March 11, 2023. Our local stories this week feature the Brighton fire dispute, Washington's railroad crossings, and a Washington Public Library survey. But first, the big picture. The state of Iowa will stop requiring labs to report COVID-19 test results in April, according to a Department of Health and Human Services news release. Washington County Public Health Director Emily Tokheim said the change would make most county-specific metrics of the virus unavailable. Right now, we look at our numbers by county. We can see Washington County numbers. Um, so weekly, when the CDC releases their community transmission level reports, we see whether Washington County is low, medium, high, status for COVID. Um, what's going to change for that is it's going to be statewide. Now, every week, the, the state sends out a report that says what the state transmission level is for flu and other respiratory viruses. Um, and COVID just going to be lumped in with that. Still, Tokheim said the decision made sense and wouldn't have a major impact on the local pandemic response. Right now, so many People are utilizing and relying on at-home COVID tests. So we really aren't capturing a true number as is because we're really the only numbers that are being reported are those that are um, those tests that are being run through the state hygienic lab or those that are being done at a doctor's office. Um, Those numbers are being reported, but we know that so many other people uh, take rapid COVID tests at home. So really capturing a statewide um, number is totally fine. Tokheim said the policy reflected other changes in the state COVID-19 response. Some of us, you know, get sick and they maybe, you know, go to the doctor, they maybe stay home and just assume that they have the flu and stay away from others. Um, And that's kind of, like I said, just the direction that the state is headed with COVID as well. That's the big picture. We'll be back with the local news after the break. This week's show is brought to you by Cafe Dodici. Stop by and enjoy a stylish dining room decorated with art from around the world, or have a meal on the European-style patio. Dodici's serves lunch and dinner Wednesday through Saturday, or you can come in for Sunday brunch. Dodici's offers new specials every week. The value meal features a three-part lunch special for just $12.12, and the blue plate is a three-course dinner special for just $21.12. You can double up your savings on Thursday nights with half-off bottles of wine. Treat your senses to a gourmet meal, complete with craft cocktails, fine wines, and richly decorated ambiance, all with a view of Washington's beautiful downtown. You don't need a plane ticket to savor Italian food and award-winning cuisine. Brighton will hold a special city council meeting next week, the last Monday before March 15, the date which volunteer firefighters said they'd walk off if several issues were not resolved. Mayor Melvin Rich said the city had arranged for backup options with the surrounding communities if agreements could not be reached. We have the contingency plans. We've asked Katie to draw up uh, agreements with these other fire departments. I hope we don't have to use them. We never discussed the financial part of it or anything like that. But these guys said that uh, if they're called, they will respond. The leading source of tension is a memorandum of understanding that would allocate $2,000 a year to fire station maintenance. City council members approved a plan several weeks ago that would provide the money as needed each year, but firefighters turned it down, saying they wanted to bolster their account over time. 
Well, the council said it didn't have that kind of cash to spend for the fire fund, setting up a new account for the station would open the door for new revenue streams. Councilmember Kathy Rich said she was open to the idea. When I had talked about the idea of up to $2,000 per year, that's because I thought maybe we could make that work in the general fund. If it could build outside of the general fund, if we could um, use money from the local option sales tax for that, um, and, I mean, that's money we would be using anyway. At Monday night's meeting, Brighton resident Dick Green donated $2,000 in cash during a public comment period. He said he hoped it would resolve the disagreement. This here is actually going to prove a point. If this, two, if, if this, if this doesn't take care of the situation, giving them the $2,000, which again, I have no problem doing that, then we know it's not about the money. It's about personalities or power or something else. It's something something completely different than the $2,000. The city of Washington will not close any railroad crossings, at least for now. The decision comes as an expected merger between Canadian Pacific and Kansas City Southern Railroads is projected to raise Washington's daily train traffic by over 14. Council member Elaine Moore said the city should take its time, citing a rule that a closed crossing can only reopen if two more close in its place. I think it's a huge decision, and I just don't think we're ready to make that decision. Public safety officials, including Washington Police Chief Jim Lester, said they also opposed closures in the city, which has more crossings per capita than any other on the Canadian Pacific Line. Quite frankly, public safety wasn't involved in this study at all. We, we weren't involved. We saw it when you saw it. Oh, it's not about getting to someplace fast. It's about the increase of some of the traffic in the other areas. And we are going to have more, you know, more traffic in a residential area. Some officials said they had safety concerns unrelated to crossing closures. CP Director of State Government Affairs Larry Lloyd confirmed that the railroad may eventually raise its speed limit through town to 60 miles per hour if the merger is approved. The straightforward answer is, in 2023, there is no plans to increase the speed on the line. If your question is, do we intend long-term, do we want to increase the speed, the answer is yes. The Washington Public Library spent this week gathering community feedback for a proposed makerspace in its basement. Library Director Carrie Ann Siegfried said the survey, which closed Friday afternoon, was important. In a lot of ways, it's like a library itself. It needs to be what the community wants it to be. The survey listed 18 possible amenities for the space, some of which included a pottery wheel, 3D printers, sewing machines, and an industrial kitchen. She said the number of options selected would depend on which ones were most popular. So there are some things that are, are fairly flexible, and so you could, you know, it, it, they're good. There are other things that are a little bit more space-intensive and not mobile. You know, things like a, potter, a, a potter's wheel and a kiln. You know, those take up a lot of space. Um, there, there are just a few items in there that aren't really fle- flexible and mobile at, at all, and so we really kind of wanted to, to, to find out what people's preferences are. Siegfried said the library board would deliberate before making any final decision. You know, we're going to take these survey results, and then we are going to probably have a couple um, public meetings to kind of have a little bit more discussion and, um, you know, kind of finer tune the, the priorities. So I hope people will be on the lookout for those meetings. 
That's the local news. We'll be back with the best news I've heard all week right after this. Todd Hahn Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Hahn's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house. It's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. Todd Hahn Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to toddhahnconstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N construction.com. And now, the best news I've heard all week. Statewide art shows recently announced the acceptance of several Washington student submissions for displays in Des Moines, including some in the governor's office. High school student Michaela Matheson's entries were placed in the Youth Art Month show. She said it was an honor. I'm really happy that it ended up there, and it's a really surreal type of deal. Like, I love showing my art to my community, but it's also very nice to get it out there and see what other people think of it and share with the other people on, like, what they think about it. And I like to get feedback, and it's always nice to hear from other people. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is property of the Southeast Iowa Union. You can support us with an ad read by calling 319-653-2191 to set one up. You can support us with a text message by recommending the show to someone you know. Don't forget, it's an award-winning podcast now. That's all for this week. This has been the Washington Weekly Review, and I have been Kalen McCain. Have a great week.